A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Merry Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, JB. Tim, are you going to join in? With how, the... was your, how was your day's work today, JB? Oh, completely Wednesday-ish. Oh, Phil it, grafting away on another Wednesday. I know Wednesdays are particularly tough in your game. Oh, very, very tough Wednesday, Tim. Yeah, exceptionally tough Wednesday for for a Wednesday, which is exceptionally tough anyway. Now, can I just lay down some ground rules about today's podcast? Can we ignore all of the exciting news that has happened post Sunday and just concentrate on the <laughs> stuff which happened on happened, Sunday? Happened right up until about eight PM on Sunday. Yeah, because that's what people want to hear about, and we'll deal with the rest next podcast. It, Exactly Great. that. I've, do you know what? There's too too much being topical and not enough reflection. Exactly right. Mate. Anything that's more than three days old uh, is is you can't. I haven't had time to digest it, so I completely agree. Let's only focus on stuff. Yeah, it's like it's drinking not... a fine wine, isn't it? And you've got to let it aerate. Exactly. exactly. So, I, so almost, I would just say, I, I want you to just just imagine that we are sat here on a Sunday evening and doing this podcast just after we finished doing the international podcast. But of course, we're actually doing this on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. All right, boys, hands in, pod on three. One, two, three, pod. pod. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I am in studio joined with Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, JB. And of course, from his mansion, his Mayfair mansion in in London, it's Tim. You know, Jeeves, yeah, no, late. Put the silver platter. Put, I don't want it. Take the, take the truffles away. I'm not interested. Sorry, JB. Hi. Hi, Phil. How you doing? Hi, Tim. Take those minions downstairs, Tim. <laughs> right, How are you, gents. Yeah, I'm very, very well, thanks. Now, before we get into this, it might just be worth reminding our listeners that they can relieve. They can relieve. Can relieve what? <laughs> they can review us on iTunes, and they can find us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Do you know we're in December now, guys? I, I, I was doing a bit of Christmas shopping today, and I, I'm just imagining the the heartfelt father-son moment I'm going to have with my dad when he opens his Christmas present oh. this year. Because I've I've got him a, a a Cornerstone subscription or or his first month of the finest razor that's available. And I can't believe until now I've never thought of it. But with Christmas coming up, I'm going to take advantage of an amazing offer that Egg Chasers can offer you for Cornerstone. £10 off your first order, which means you can just get... I'm, I'm spending four quid on my dad's Christmas present. It's going to be the best Christmas present he's ever had. For you, it is. He's going, to open a cor- <laughs> he, he's going to open a cornerstone box, and there's going to be a, an engraved shaft, his initials on it, and he's going to know that um, 
that he is he is loved and he is special. Exactly. And uh, I mean, it's that's, that's that's four pounds, guys, but that's priceless. Amazing. It is amazing. Favorite song? So, how would I how would I get a cornerstone razor, Tim? Well, I would go to again just to remind you, first order for just as little as four pounds, and it would make a perfect Christmas present. But it seems so much more because you're getting a massive discount because you listen to us. Uh, you get your free engraved shaft. You get your razor. Get all the gubbins that goes with it. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkouts. There Done. you go. Four quid. Even make it a really flash stock stocking filler if you want. Well, this is a this 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 might come as news to you guys. But this this is my favourite podcast of the week. It, even when internationals are played, I much, much prefer uh, midweek domestic pod. Why? I just love watching the club game. I think the club game is so much more interesting than, than, than the international game. Because it's more, I don't know, hard-nosed? Grassroots? No, I, I, I have no time for grassroots. Um, <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the day-in, day-out grind of the premiership. Okay. It's yeah. a hell of a league. Hell of a competitive Let, league. Well, can, can we start? Can we go from a, a hard nose to a hard head? Go I, on. I see where you're going with this, Tim. Oh, okay. What did we all make of George North? Uh, mixture of confusion and tragedy, I think. Yeah, sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let's just hope he's okay. I mean, I've got a horrible feeling he is not going to be okay in the long term. Uh, and I don't mean, I don't think his quality of life is going to be affected. Anything like that. I think at some point, some doctor's going to have to tell him, you can't carry on playing. This is just no good. Yeah. I, I I think he's on the edge of it now. I really do. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I just it, it can't be right. It can't be right. We've we've said it before. He's been very lucky that he's not had anything recently, and then this did look like a very bad incident. No, mm. Tim, do you want to just talk us through what actually happened? So yeah, I won't get into the ins and outs of how we how and when and he ended up in the air. Let's just deal with the facts. He 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 jumped for a ball which had bounced. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, we can get into that element, which is kind of what was he doing jumping so much? But anyway, uh, the ball bounced. He jumped. He jumped to collect it. Adam Thompson caught him below the waist, which rotated him over, so he landed sideways. He. After impact with the floor sideways, his head then hit the ground and he was lying on the floor. And all I will say is, because again, the the official line from George North, from Northampton, and therefore from the medics, independent medics, uh, is that he was not at any point unconscious. George North looked like a man who was unconscious. He was unconscious. He's about as unconscious as you can get. Yeah. Well, you you said before you're not a doctor, uh, but yeah, I don't think you need to be a doctor to to agree he was definitely out. That's an incredible statement. I mean, just the awkwardness of his body position on the floor. Yeah, that isn't a man that is conscious. Now, what he has said, yeah. as George North has said, he was incredibly worried because he'd hurt his neck, uh, and so he okay. stayed completely stationary in order to with his, his arms down by his side. Yeah, well, and his face and his mouth in the turf, and his eyes closed, and his eyes shut. Do you know what? I don't actually remember seeing his eyes shut. They, they were, were they? Yeah. I don't. They were. They were. They were. Just, from my recollection, but actually, that isn't that isn't an unreasonable thing to say if he really be, if he I mean, really believes that. That that is a picture of him lying down. 
Yeah, but if you think you've got a neck injury. Yeah. I mean, we, I know. We are not, we are not medical professionals, but all, trying to look at this through the eyes of someone, if, if I were a medical professional, I would be looking at that. Is that the same that. thing? Well, I don't, all I'm saying is if I were a doctor, I would be, <laughs> I would be thinking just he, well, so no, so actually all I'm saying is I'm looking at it as a person because I'm not medically trained, but I'm looking at that and going, he is completely gone. Yes, yeah, I he, he has gone. Now, um, he, he did... Now, what we'll say, so he was treated at the time yeah. and he did go off for a HIA and he passed, clearly passed the HIA because six minutes later he came back on. However, I th- my understanding is if you are if you're knocked out, if you go unconscious, even if you pass a HIA, you shouldn't go back on the pitch because there can be all sorts of issues with bleeding yep. the brain and that just damage to the brain that might not necessarily be picked up by that HIA. Well, do you know what? I am actually going to give benefit of the doubt to George North and the staff here. George North has a history of concussions, which is why I'm worried. Yeah. So two reasons. First reason, um, I just think that the medical staff there are of the highest calibre. And if they say you're good to go, you're good to go. And that, and that will be that. So if they say, if, if he's saying that he wasn't knocked out, he's stationary because of his neck, that, that's fine. I, I, I'll take that. The other thing is as well, George North has a history of concussions. Yeah. Has history been knocked knocked out, and he's fully aware of the dangers that he runs as a highly paid athlete. In my opinion, with that history, he's very well he's very well educated. If he wants to play and risk himself, that is well, purely for him. I don't think that decision can ever be with the player if they've been knocked out because but you're, no, you're not is, you're not. Of, so I agree with the point about the medical team that they must be completely aware. It should never be George North's decision. If he says he's fine to play, you just don't know. Because if you've had a head injury, you're not in the, the right place. Yeah, but place. this is a but really slippery slope, isn't it? Because I start, well, I start well, lying to you then. I'd say, oh, I'm fine, boss. Well, here's, no, no, here's the thing. So uh, tr- trying to look at this, do you think, because of his history of it, and I, this is so hard to say and to, to pontificate about, but if you knew about his history, would you, would you therefore, if you were him, or you were... Th- almost want to Play. not admit to that exactly, because of Tim. what it could exactly. mean. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly where I'm going with that. That that's what it that is what it looks like from him because he's he's the message about his neck it almost feels like he's in denial himself and because he knows he's got big European games coming up and he doesn't want to miss those games. It's a lion's year all yeah. the rest of it. I, you know, like I people are going to go mental with me now. I think it's, the risk is justified. Uh, I mean, I, I, not the in-game risk. I mean, if he's knocked out, and it's clear he's knocked out, you take him off the field. But ongoing, if he's got concussion-like symptoms the day after the day after the day after, I'd be consi- I would seriously consider saying, um, "Yeah, boss, I'm up, um, I'm absolutely fine." You you would you would go and deceive the medical staff, particularly if there's a danger of you not making that lion's talk. Well, uh, if you've read the Shantae happy piece when he moved to France, it's exactly that scenario. It's, yeah. a, it's a horrible. But piece even Shantae hot. Um, happy and he obviously has a different view of it and I'm not speaking for George North's view but what would Sean Tain Harpy or George North be doing if they weren't playing this amazing game seeing these amazing places having these incredible experiences they'd probably be a solicitor or you know a, you know, a, a workman or something uh, so you know just from a quality of life point of view I don't think I'd, I would ever admit to it no but no one's trying to stop them from being rugby players well they would do if if they if George North comes into work every day with a headache, uh, no, they'd step him down for twelve weeks, as is the protocol, and, and then, then he doesn't and then assess. 
and then he doesn't recover? What well, then? maybe not. But if if he doesn't recover, that's a different scenario. You can't. Uh, it's now really say difficult. He's I, hide I, it. I know what JB's saying. If 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 you stood George North down for another twelve weeks, what I mean, what club would pay top dollar? Exactly, for Leicester. Him? Leicester or, or, or Leinster. <laughs> yeah. They're paying top dollar for lots of injured players. <laughs> yeah, immediately signing them. <laughs> the, the, the one it's thing, really so... difficult situation, and I feel for all parties on this one. Yeah. And I think, I, and I think much as I might have been flippant in, in previous podcasts about kind of letting the boys play and rugby being a tough game and stuff, this oh. this is this is not one of those times when no. I when I feel like that. This is. This this is different and my, it was sickening. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah, sickening. it was. My my big concern is I completely I trust North to do the right thing and I trust the medical staff. The only thing it looks like the medical staff have not watched back on the tape and they've not seen the replay that shows North out cold. That's it it'd be really like interesting, the, wouldn't it, if you could hear the audio? I, I'd love to see the medical staff looking at that tape and. Yeah, hear what they the are saying. The audio would be fascinating because as if he if they arrive, he's like, "Don't sit my neck, don't sit my neck, don't sit my yeah. neck." You go, "Oh, he's perfectly conscious of what of, of what's going going on." Yeah, but if he's not, it's like George. But there's George. There's ten seconds oh. before from him hitting the ground to the medical staff even getting there. So, you, yeah, but that's that kind of works in his favour because if he was knocked out and then came to, he'd just get up. But he waited for them to you know, yeah, feel feel with his neck. So I, I don't know. I'm just I'm speculating, and that's what I'm doing. Can I talk about the the decision very quickly? Yes, this the is one of cards, the Adam Thompson's. one of the most um, worrying ones for me because we speak at length about yellow cards um, and kick chases, and I think we've all the interesting part about yellow cards is how can you coach the game differently in order to avoid a yellow card? Yeah, that's one of the things I frequently yeah. say. That is that's the interesting part. And you saw a really good example of that. Johnny May did a textbook. He looked. He was looking at the ball in a high kick in the England Australia game. Yep. Saw he wasn't going to quite make it to Dane Hale at Petty. Slowed right down. Hit him as soon as his feet touched the ground. So it makes me. Happy. I, I I completely mm. take the coaching point yeah. argument. That that makes me so happy when I see that. What the um, he's waiting, he's waiting for him to come down. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's so effective as well. Because the player, the player receiving the ball gets bought and then he's immediately driven backwards. Now, there's a couple of problems with this. Um, the card is given. I mean, if you're going to give a card, if you're going to sanction it, it's, it's got to be a red card because of the outcome. It has to be a red card. Well, no, because the outcome, he, he lands horizontal. The outcome yeah, is landing horizontal. But, uh, yeah. Landing on neck or shoulder is red. So I, that's, I'm, the, that's mm, the law. I, I'm with the yellow. Anyway, I think yellow's correct. I'm going a different way with this, which is okay. the ball bounced. It comes back over Thompson's head. Now, it's quite easy to imagine a scenario where Thompson turns around, North basically sticks out a hand and then just kind of go, glides around him. Yeah. North almost goes in the air simultaneously to catching the ball. In fact, I'm sure there is a law somewhere about jumping into tackles. You're not allowed to jump into a tackle, but here the ball was in the air. Yeah. So but, he jumps into the air before he catches the ball. But we've also seen uh, it's almost it's like a fraction too late. Now, if Thompson doesn't do what he does, that is a try. That is an out-and-out try. So my question is, like, what is the coaching point? How does Thompson avoid Whoa. that yellow card? And I'm not entirely sure he can. I think he's in a complete lose-lose situation. It's almost because of where he stood. He, what I will say in, against Thompson is he does wrap his arms and complete the tackle while George North is in midair oh, collecting the ball. Nightmare. But it, you, it's a good point. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what Thompson could have done differently in that scenario because it's such an unusual scenario. 
Yeah. Uh, we are in an we are in an interesting time, aren't we? In terms of uh, laws, there's there's, there's I, I, it, it could go well. It's inter- It's an interesting time. Let's let's just kind of leave it at that at the minute. It, it, there's going to be lots of changes and stuff. One thing I did see this week, which someone sent us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, there was um, there, there's going to be an effort by World Rugby to use ex-players yeah. because and I loved this line when I saw someone had oh, sent it to me that oh god they tagged they tagged me in it and they just said uh, they just said um this might this might stop Tim from uh, going on another rant about empathy <laughs> and it was that world rugby are thinking about using ex-players in the uh, when it comes to the sanctions and the how many weeks they're banned for and stuff because they feel that the lawyers that they're currently using are delivering things based on the the letter of the law without any kind law. of understanding about what the players are doing and, and the yeah. context and and empathy for want of uh, for want of another word mm. yeah um i knew you'd like so that. i think that, I, that can I, only help it that can I, only help I, it i quite like that as well, well it, you've so, got to have there is there's only so much you can just follow the letter of the law you've got to have an understanding of, of the game as well and yeah. the so the well, the racing metro yellow card uh, if anyone's oh, seen my it, word. someone carrying a ball, a tackler makes a tackle and was gets it La Rochelle? It, it was La Rochelle Racing Metro, yeah. Oh, the, yes, the La Rochelle sorry. player gets his head in the wrong place. His head hits the ball carrier's elbow. Yeah, it's crazy that one. And he was, <laughs> and the ball carrier was given a yellow card. That is ludicrous nonsense. <laughs> that is just it's 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 fundamentally it's the wrong application of the law. The the yeah. law is to stop people leading with the elbow. It, I just don't understand how that decision was possibly made. And if anything, it could have been a red card for to the defender for not having a duty of care to his own head. Yes, yes exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, I do exactly. worry. I love the duty. Let's not get Let's talk about a game. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about an actual rugby game. Not, uh, not the law. Not incidents. Not yeah. concussions. Well, no, I, th- I think the George Northam was different. This is very different. Yeah, this isn't us going is. on about a refereeing decision. This is. Uh, but, hopefully not a sad story, the George North. We just wish him well, obviously. So 100%. anyway, let's talk about a game which none, none of us have watched because that, that makes sense, doesn't it? Okay. Um, but I think one of the most um, interesting results of the weekend: seventy points between the two teams. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone got a guess who, where I'm going? Yeah, up north. Up north. Northeast. Newcastle beat Harlequins nice. comfortably. I well, s- yeah, they've scored a lot of points. I saw the tries at the end of the Worcester Wasps game on BT Sport. Uh, it's a great performance. Yeah. New- Newcastle are genuinely looking like a, a, a decent team at the moment. They are. I mean, they had that miserable game against Northampton last week where they still won, but it was miserable. Um, yeah, but it's a tough. Franklin Gardens is always a tough place to go. This this is a very good performance against a decent Harlequin side. Albeit one that doesn't travel particularly well, or have its have its stars. So I'm yeah. guessing it doesn't have all of its. I still got a, a few stars in there. So is this a result to get excited about if you're a Newcastle fan, um, or should you keep it in context of Harlequins don't travel and they're missing all their best guys? I, I think the, the Newcastle season, in the yeah. context of Newcastle's recent performances, five wins, five defeats, five wins, yeah. seventh position. Yeah. It just strikes me as they are getting it, they're finding a way to win, and that that's always a good that's always a good thing. Uh, they've also managed to keep a lot of young kids, but then supplement them with some very very nice signings. I think Mickey Youngs has been very very good good this season. Uh, Gonover was outstanding at yeah. times against Northampton um, a week ago. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going well. 
<laughs> and I think it was well. important to... Uh, I mean, they had that good start to the season and that was when everyone had everyone available. But I think it was really important that they, they took something out of this international window because they are less affected. And so two back-to-back wins, yeah. one away one away from home, one at home. That's um, yeah. Yeah, nine, it's nine, really strong. Nine it's important. League points against, nine league points against Northampton and Quinns is very good in yeah. anyone's book. Um, let me ask you this. If you were to put together a team of the season, right, so far, Premiership season, who would be your inside centre? Uh, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Um, I don't think you'd be far off. Sochino. Jimmy Gopeth. Well, well, Gopeth G- yeah, there? Jimmy Gopeth would be up there, actually. Sochino, Juan pa- Pablo Sochino would not be far off. He's playing exceptionally. Yeah, so um, <laughs> really encouraging things from the northeast. Let's uh, see how this story develops. Yes. Shall we talk about some rugby we've actually seen? Uh, uh, sale. You want to talk about sale? Well, we were there live, weren't we? We were there live. Uh, and you we... two went to watch that game. Did yeah. you make uh, what? Right on the telly because I can just tell you what it looked like on the telly. It <laughs> looked like the crowd was absolutely abysmally bad. Uh, the crowd was not pretty. No, 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 not in terms of uh, what, how good, the, no, the, their quality of chance <laughs> or anything. Just the number of them. No, the uh, we we said on the the day we, we reckoned about three thousand, maybe. I don't know, there. maybe more than that, maybe more like five. I, I it's think hard it was, to say. I think it was say. listed as five thousand. I'm not quite oh, sure. Oh gosh, no, no, sure there was five thousand. I say yeah, maybe. I mean, so here are the interesting things from the game. So first of all, we arrived, and do you know there's a Friday night league? This is a northwest lower level rugby Friday night league. Yeah, they they play games which I'm sure you don't don't know about. There's a Friday night league. We showed up. There's like, not to be disrespectful to the guys playing, they look like vets, like a vets team. Yeah, didn't mi- they? Mixture of vets and kids. Yeah, so you know, with vets, you get these horrible body shapes, but some very good, some very good skills. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that that was happening. That, that was interesting. Um, we then got to get got sent got to sit next to Wade Dooley. That was exciting. Yeah. Who was doing? Oh, that is exciting. Uh, and I just asked, like, how does this work? What are you looking for? And he's just, uh, just just foul play. And he sat there and he chatted to his mate for, uh, for, for 18 minutes. So, <laughs> exciting commission job, but that's fairly important. Um, uh, and then what was the final? Oh, yeah. And here's something that you'll love, Tim, and something to back you up completely. Um, we were in the press room. I managed to ask a couple of questions. One to um, Dimes, who was remarkably cheerful. Yeah, uh, he was like. Like, like sinisterly cheerful, psychopathic cheerful. You know when someone's just murdered their wife, and yeah, then they're yeah. going like order a, a hot chocolate and sit and that is that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of cheerful. <laughs> oh, the lads will just have a ha, ha, well, well, no. What do you say? We're just going to take the lads out for a bit of a night out and yeah, uh, take them out. The, I think I need to take them out on the lash. Yeah, I was like, oh god, he's going to kill them all. <laughs> um, so that was dimes. Um, I'm oh, no, kind of there's an element where I agree with that. I think in business sometimes the time to have a drink is when stuff doesn't go well, yeah. and the time to sit down and, and dissect stuff is actually when you've done something really good, and then actually to sit down and go, why did that work? Yeah. Why did that go well? So yeah, I'm kind of with dimes on that. So he, yeah, was, yeah, um, he, he was far more like he walked past us swearing away. Yeah. Um, and then he arrived in the press box, and everyone was just uh, everyone was terrified basically of what's about to happen. But yeah, we seemed pretty pretty calm actually uh, and then and then this is where i'm going and then rob baxter showed up oh rob baxter mate you are so right about that guy he was tremendous just uh, uh, he, if he's not the next england coach i'll be amazed i'll be simply amazed he's so easy to love isn't he oh yeah like if you ask me uh, look uh, cameron dickie's gone um uh, got gone down 
Uh, I just need someone, you know, just to you know, slide in at the hooker. Will you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Throw me on, coach. Just a. He strikes me as a rather brilliant man and uh, very eloquent. Just, just a. I would definitely play for him. Oh yeah, he's just very likable, very interesting, very engaging. Spoke a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like you were right on that one, Tim. But we we still not we still not talked about any rugby. Oh yeah, there was some rugby going on at sale, wasn't there? If, so if you could call it that from the sale side. So uh, yeah, the statistic about sale not breaking the line and not um, beating defenders seems to bear up pretty nicely. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what, why don't you talk to us about the best side with ball in hand? They were just they just couldn't get out, couldn't get out of second gear. Um, uh, Exeter harassed them well. Uh, now you've got to put this into context that there was one excellent piece of play by Exeter's centre uh, Sam Hill. Hill. Um, and that and that split um, that split sail apart. But other than that, the defence was pretty solid, which is good to see. Their attack though just didn't didn't do anything. They just you know uh, the breakdown. Everything seemed slow. Everything was scrappy. Um, the outside grubber kick, which they are working on, or they're doing something. Oh, Sam James. Yeah, he looked like a man who did not want to be play, play, playing rugby. He looked like someone who did not want to did, did not want to pass, did not want to take contact. No, because every time he got the ball, he tries this little, like a ten yard grubber and collect, but he, he never kind of made it past the first man. Yeah, and I love Sam James. I think he's one of the most talented outside centres in the entire league. But he looked he, he was doing the bare minimum, really, to yeah. uh, stay it, on the field. It was Sale were okay in defence. Um, were Pretty awful in attack. Exeter had a very simple game plan, stuck to it well, and he just ground them down. We're, we're good for the win. Yeah. And it's like Diamond was saying, like in the press box, he was saying, um, maybe there's too many young kids out there. Maybe he's gone too too far on on uh, too far towards um, a youthful side, and he might have a point there because I thought some of the on-field decision making. But what's was what's what what's different from last year? Vadim Kobalash is a big loss, a huge loss. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Danny they, Danny Cipriani's a big loss. Huge loss. Yeah. If, other than that, other than that, it's the same team. Cobblash, Cobblash, their um, tight end in your tens a big loss. I get that, but, but their scrummaging has still been good. Yeah. So th- yeah, they, he is Cobblash is an excellent player, excellent scrummager. But they, they've not missed the scrummaging. They're not giving loads of penalties away in the scrum. Yeah. But it's it's probably the ten. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the ten's a big deal. Um, Sam James moving to ten to take the place of AJ is. A very very um, telling thing thing to happen. Um, yeah, after about sixty minutes, that yeah. happened, didn't it? And what's the other thing? Oh, the the one small bit of good news is um, Luke Charney looks like he can play a bit. Yeah, he he really did. He looked excellent. Uh, he... Well, I wonder if this. Well, while we're talking, um, Josh Charney, not Luke, but uh, yeah, he's Luke um, Charney. You just said Luke. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Josh Charney. Maybe his his untattooed twin, um, <laughs> but uh, it, there could be a rugby league winger on each wing for Sale Sharks next season. Oh, this is remarkable! Um, so, Let's talk Denny Solomona. Yeah, so I know nothing about De- Denny Solomona, but uh, people that know about him seem to like him a lot. It seems to rate him highly. Um, Sale, Prolific try scorer in Super League. Yeah, well, Sale will basically triple his money to come to to come to Union. This, yeah, this this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. We, we heard how much he's allegedly getting paid as a top winger in the Super League, and it's peanuts, quite frankly. It's astonishingly low. Yeah. 
So um, Sale have got to buy him out of a contract. And the price that they wanted was basically ten times the amount of salary that salary it's, it's that, that they pay him. Eight times. Well, eight times. They're trying. They're trying not to pay him out of his contract because well, he's resigned Ret- from rugby league. Well, yeah. Is it, did he say resigned or retired from rugby league? It was a very odd, well, he, odd way of saying it. One of those. He's anyway. He he's resigned and and. There's lawyers involved, and like Steve Diamond was was kind of saying, uh, was quoted saying in the week something along the lines of, "Well, you know, there's no, there's no linking in the jurisdiction between rugby union and rugby league. They're completely separate. Exactly, it, would be the se- it would be the same as if he was stopping rugby league and going and taking up uh, equestrian or squash. It, it, it's just as different. Ob- obviously, I think there'll be some lawyers, especially from Castlefield, who'll think very differently." <laughs> Castleford. Uh, Castleford. Castleford. Although sorry. they probably will be employing lawyers from Castlefield. <laughs> yes, they, they will be. Castlefield, the part area of Manchester where there quite a lot of uh, urban sol- solicitors and lawyers will, will go for lunch. Um, but what do you think Mick Morgan would say about this move from Castleford to Sale Sharks if it happens? Yep. <laughs> you bottlers get Campbell. Oh, I love the amount of, <laughs> the amount of Twitter traction that got in the week. Twaction. Yeah. Not twin trust. Brian Moore was particularly bowled over by that video, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Who's got a new podcast out? By, by by the way. Oh, he's going to be starting a new one, isn't he? Yeah, he's got his full. I don't know if he's going to be talk sport or what. Maybe, do, do you, do you no. know? Do you know anything about him? No, it's going to have nothing to do with talk sport. Yeah, it's all called full full contact though. Yeah, so is the it, talk sport it, podcast it, still it, called it, full contact? Oh right, um, <laughs> this is just yeah. Brian Moore's full contact. Well, no, no, it's not. It's no, called no, the Brian, rugby Brian, show. Brian, it's Brian, Moore's, rugby Brian show. Moore's podcast should be called, should be called hard to contact because I've been trying to contact <laughs> him for a long time and he, he's not exactly uh, quick at getting back to you. So Brian Moore, um, I, I've got a little. Do you know the fact about Brian Moore that is uh, like like Nick Kennedy? His mum's an author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the one we learned last week? Uh, there's Luke Narraway's Dad's a Butcher. No, there was one last week, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember. Anyway, do you know do you know what Brian Moore like? He was he was a solicitor, but do you know what else about Brian Moore? Nope. Uh, no, I need to get. He hates Piers Morgan. I know that much. He hates he, he Piers really Morgan. Really hates Piers Morgan. I don't know. Well, that's, um, I think he's just he's clearly got some common sense. I want to get this right. He is. He oh, does. I know what you're man- Manicures and pedicures. Oh, I did yes. know that. Yeah, I knew that because he's of his wife's. He, his wife has a shop or his wife has a company, and so he's trained yeah. in it. Yeah, he learned. He, he trained how to, he trained to do uh, pedicures and manicures. We did. Yeah, the old, an old classic Latin pedicures, manicures. Yeah, <laughs> in Greek. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's go. Let's. Well, I need, we need to remember what the one from last week was. But anyway, let's move on. Um, there's too much rugby to talk about. But Den, Den, Denny Solomon would could help sales attacking. But they need a 10, and it's looking like um, it won't be George Ford. We don't that know this. That we don't know this. Um, <laughs> <sighs> well, what does this mean? What does this mean? It means all hell is going to break loose in the rugby world if, if this happens. So, Tim, what, so, are you, what are you hinting at, Tim? So, uh, we've taken you through the George Ford saga um, over the last couple of months. We were the first people to, to, to say that he wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Before any before any newspaper website or whatever, um, and that was way back, and 
we uh, and uh, uh, we understood Leicester had been in contact. That seems to be have some traction there. JB brought to the table the sales sharks thing again. You brought that to the table before anyone else talked about that. Uh, someone had that, no. Someone had that way before us. Way before. Oh. It. Yeah, that I just, oh. I, just, I just picked that up, that that up off Twitter from someone. Oh, okay. Fine. I thought you had the inside scoop. No, no, not on them. Um, who, who who told me that? I have had it confirmed by by a player, but the original one was from. I think after after the too long game, seeing him at sale, oh, yeah. a lot of people started yes. speculating. Yeah, but people have been speculating yes. about him since his dad left. So, yeah, and then in the rugby paper today, there was a rumor which was, and, and anyone who watched our Facebook live last week would have known we were we were talking and saying this stuff um, that we can't say various bits and bobs and we we were hinting at things we couldn't say and then the rugby paper the rumor that we couldn't say because we didn't want to break trust with anybody um popped up as a well it's not about bl- when in black and white it's not about when you learn it it's about when you use it unfortunately yes and well no no but all, all it does is corroborates that in one sense unless we've got the same source as the rugby paper and it's all completely rubbish uh wasps george ford to wasps which in the strength of what um phil you were talking about and i were talking about like it just doesn't make sense why we'd go to sale um because you want to play in big competitions and and you want to win things and you want to be at the top of the league wasps does make sense but the other side that sale did make sense because they're one of the few clubs who has the salary cap available. Yep. Wasps uh, don't. Do you... F- mm. Yeah, unless, this is... Unless they I, get... I, the... want, I wonder... It'd be interesting to know. I'd love to know all the information and have all the... Oh. Be, be privy to all the conversations because I just wonder if the sale sharks thing... If, if, it, if it does end up being wasps, I wonder whether the sale sharks thing was ever a real thing or whether that was quite a good look for sale to it's... be seen to be in conversation with a player of the calibre of George Ford. It's the kind of thing that Steve Diamond would be very happy about because he can have conversation with other players and say, look, we are in talks with George Ford. Or have yeah, have you and, seen the all the rumours about George Ford? That's the type of player we're trying to bring here. Never, what, what about you? No one, no one said George Ford wasn't going in sale. In fact, they were all fairly confident it was going to be done this week. So I'm... I'm I'm not convinced about the wasps thing. More through hope than actual any um, information. Um, but, but if it happens, Cipriani, I mean, it's just not a good move for the league, in, in my opinion. Because if Ford goes to Sale, yeah, um, that makes Sale a lot stronger. Yeah, it's a lot stronger. It makes the league more competitive. If they just, if all the best players just go to the top four clubs, it isn't a good product. And that's exactly what we want. We want a good competitive league. I'd rather George Ford go to like a Newcastle or some some place like some place like that. I'd all I'd almost be willing to say if there's a free agent to be signed within the league, um, you have to do it in some sort of draft style. You know, the, the bottom the bottom club gets gets first refusal. That is making it very much like the NFL. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Filth. Yeah. But, that, you know, that's well, what you need because it's the product that's important. It's I, the league that's important, not wasps. I, I agree that the league strength is important. And if George Ford does go to wasps, then Cipriani will not be at wasps. He will be going to Toulon or someone else. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. I mean, wasps have got every right to get the best players that they that they can. I mean, that's that, that's their board doing a damn good job. Yeah. But in the process of doing so, they've basically unravelled the good work that Steve Diamond and Sale did, uh, getting Cipriani back into uh, English rugby, getting him playing well, getting him back into the England team. Well, they've, well, they've deconstructed that uh, uh, fairly nicely. Yeah. They've also got Gopeth on the books, and now they're going to be taking George Ford. So it's just been a huge disruptive force. Yeah. But you know that's them doing a good job. So yeah, I I, I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, I'm kind of resigned to it. It might, although it's not <laughs> been confirmed yet. We'll probably find out next week. I'd... No, it hasn't. But but it would it would solve the salary cap issue if it was Cipriani moving on. Yeah. And presumably there would be a club buying him out of that to give a little bit of extra readies lying around. Yeah. That would be cap space, and we know that's probably in the region of four fifty right there. Yeah. Um, but that's so... still a hell of an ask. Because they've still got mm. uh, for an un, for someone who can't be excluded from from the cap, you've got that four fifty plus another three hundred plus uh, three hundred odd. Well, we so it's interesting. We were talking about the salary cap the other day, JB, um, on our, on the way to the sale game, and you mentioned you think that the salary cap rule is they've got to be either from a different league, yes, which I've is. heard, or they've got to be in your club for more than two years. That's correct. To which I said, well. Surely, then you could have a three-year deal where you pay salary uh, money within the salary cap for two years, mm-hmm. say three hundred k, and then the third year of the deal you have them pay the difference. So that's how they do it in NFL. Players one, will re- restructure their deals. You yeah, hear about yes, that all the time, don't you? One point. So you could pay him one point five million in the third year. If you're going to pay him seven hundred grand a year, that's two two and a half million. No, sorry, two point one million. Yeah, you get into the realms of like guaranteed money then, aren't you? So we'll guarantee you this money in year three. But I don't, I don't know enough about, about contract law, but doesn't that mean if it's guaranteed in year three, regardless, you have to pay it up front and, and, and the law? Uh, or I'm counts, not no. sure. Oh, no, it, was, it, it counts as being... Let's just go back a step and say that no player has had a com- under contract has a conversation with a club or an agent <laughs> before January the 1st. So yeah. this is all complete conjecture. Well, it's pretty much conjecture anyway. So let's let's park it for now and just say that we had heard inklings of 
of something and rug the rugby paper have published uh, wasps as a potential destination that would make sense in a lot of respects financially you could understand how they could afford it it would it would you could it would be one of a handful of clubs where you would think George Ford would if he was going to move from Bath would want to move to yep. and let's sort of park it there for the time Fine. being done good um Leicester North Leicester Northampton well let's just quickly run through the results because there's Go for it. N- yeah. not well not too many surprises this week uh so Exeter beat Sale, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Leicester beat Northampton 1911. Mm-hmm. The biggest talking point there was George North, which we've yep. won. Gloucester beat Bristol 2618, which from what I saw was not a very good Gloucester performance for most of the game, but they did enough in and around half time to, to beat a fairly poor Bristol side. Mm-hmm. Bath 14, Saracens 11. Great result. Which is a great yeah. result for Bath. All, and they're both missing players, but Saracens probably missing more players because. Bath had Rocco back, they had Atwood back, they had Charteris back, they had Falatau back. Tell you what, I know I said it a few weeks ago, I like Max Clark. Yeah, it doesn't he look is. A, he looks like a very lively player. I mean, very very small sample size, but so far so good. Yeah. yeah. Then Newcastle 38, Harlequins 32, which you've already mentioned, mm-hmm. and Worcester, the live game on BT Sport, Worcester 12, Wasps 26. And I'm, I'm disappointed with Worcester here, because... Yeah. It was a weakened Wasp side for a few reasons. Like Cipriani dropping out the day before weakened them even further than the missing internationals. And yep. Worcester, they had did a few things well with ball in hand. That back three looks dangerous, but just not good enough. Yeah, and you know, Wasps, you get underneath the skin of that team and you expect there to be a huge drop-off. So we all know the big names and we all know that they're good. And then you get beneath that and you're left with the likes of... Oh, not to be disrespectful, but... Alex Reader. Well, no one's really heard of Alex of Alex Reader. Yeah. Um, they've got what one guy or two guys making their first league start. They've got a guy who I can't remember the last time Rob Miller play, played fullback either at Sale or at Wasps. Fly half, Sorry, fly, fly half, fly, fly half. half. Yeah. Um, you know, so all this combined, and this is the best that Worcester can do. It's simply not good enough. It's no nowhere near good enough. And but, I've been uh, very kind to Worcester recently, saying I think that their pack has been reasonable, their scrimmaging is reasonable, and the kids have bought through, have done a really good job. Then they get their senior guys back, the likes of Bryce Heem, Cooper Vuna, Cooper Vuna, right? Yeah. Goes on Cooper Vuna! Am I being overly <laughs> harsh here, or did he look out of shape running? Uh, he made a hell of a lot of metres. But most of them, he, uh, all, all I will say in Cooper Vuna's defence is in fantasy rugby draft, he ensured a victory for me over Phil. He did. He did. He, did. he scored 29.2 points. Goodness on me. On his own. All on metres, because he didn't score a try, did he? Uh, there was eight, def- eight defenders beaten, 124 metres gained, which we've already established is complete guesswork by the Optus <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stat man. I might, uh, might put a phone call in and see if you can get that downgraded. <laughs> yeah, I've counted. <laughs> I've counted the yards myself, um, and they don't count. And also, Opta don't count minus yards. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm. So if someone gets driven back, they don't count minus yards, which does explain why Thomas Francis always ends on zero. Yes, rather than minus eight, which, which is way. <laughs> um, yeah, Worcester were just not very good. Yeah, uh, there's Worcester's, a lot. Of... Worcester's next game in the Premiership. Oh, give me uh, Saracens. Is away at Ashton Gate. Is it? So that will be very because if is if... that Boxing Day? Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I think game it... before Boxing Day. No, I think no, it... I'm, wor- I'm working that game. I'm, I'll be at that game. 
Is it uh, not Ashton Gate? Is it not Boxing Day? Boxing Day it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which will be very interesting because if if Bristol weren't in the league, Worcester would be completely adrift. Oh, I, t- I tell you what, um, I think there's a marked marked improvement in, in, in Bristol. I mean, I said that they, they'd win this game. I thought this this might be the one that they. That they and they looked at half time. The yeah. score flashed up for the Bristol game. I was thinking, oh, hello, JB yeah. was on the money. That, but they they obviously lost their momentum in the second half. Mm. And they gained it in the last five minutes where they scored a and, late yeah. try. I mean, that's yeah. not bad. They've got a win in them somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Well, their next home game mm. against Boxing Day is big. Um, we should mention for the Bath Saracens game another injury for another player again in a Lions year and another Welshman as well. Tulupe Falatau went off again. Injured again, is he? Yeah. Can't catch a break. Mm. What's wrong with him this time? It was a head injury assessment, wasn't it? Got no idea. Didn't he, see it. He, he definitely went off for a head injury assessment, but then came back on, but then went off oh, again. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I've only seen the highlights. But uh, his ball carrying looked quite good the time he was on, so we just yeah. hope he's, uh, hope he's all right. Yeah. So what we're we saying, we we we're saying that given these two respective performances of Bristol and Worcester, Worcester should be very worried about showing up to Austin Gate. Yes. No, I, 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 I think so. Yeah. Mm. They will have Big Ben Teo back in. You would think Francois Houha would be back by then. Yeah, those two will make a huge difference. Yeah, well, it, yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, whatever Tain, Mark Tainton's done, he's done a damn good job of it. Well, he's still not won a game yet. Yeah, but just the, just the improvement. Right right direction. Yeah, and I've said it uh, before, um, they've got Mark Bakewell there, and anyone who knows anything or has ever worked with Mark Bakewell just seems to love him. I've never met Do you know what? Something I want us to think about, and I'll punt this one out and say... Get, get into us because we're talking about signings and potential signings and great signings and all the rest of it. Can can we can we have some suggestions for uh, worst signings ever? Oh yes, now you're talking. This because uh, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not saying it was. I'm not. No, I'm not accusing this of being a worst signing ever. <laughs> I was just. I'm just. I was just a little bit disappointed. Again, go, talking about my fantasy rugby draft team. JP Peterson was my first round pick. He can't even get in the Leicester team now. What's going on? Uh, a team. I've got, I've got an admission to make. Yeah, I've been feeding you false information about JP Peterson. <laughs> what have you been saying? What, what What's the truth? Uh, the truth is he's got a, just uh, a, a, just just a bit of a sore knee. Have you been JB with his inside intel? And he does have inside intel, and he does <laughs> tap up. He, he does tap up players for team news. He definitely does. He definitely does. I definitely do. But that. anyway. That's so. So I take what JB says kind of seriously, basically, and basically, I asked JB what's going on with JP Peterson, and he said. He hates training in the cold and he's just not doing very well and he's not settled and the coaches don't like him. He's falling out with pockets. Whoops. Yeah, sorry, mate. I might have been, uh, might have been angling for a trade of JB Peterson. No, he's absolutely fine. He'll, he'll, be back, uh, he'll be back in the team. He's just got a bit of a sore knee. Well, that, okay. that is a very good point to mention fantasy rugby draft uh, and the little um, competition we've got going. So, fantasy rugby draft. Oh, good shout. Fantasy rugby fantasyrugbydraft.com if I can even say it uh, it's a very good website that we're, all three of us are competing fiercely at uh, indeed I think I was the number one player in the world last week you you were uh, and not just for the week that is overall, over the first nine weeks of games that was yes, although you beating me Tim I think will have knocked me off my perch now yeah, you um, know it but go on there, even though it's part way through the season, you can still get involved, get 10 mates together. If you can't find 10 mates, message us at Rugby Podcast. And if you get a team in there, if you've got a team you already, 
put egg in your name and after Christmas we will be doing uh, a draw, a random draw for a nice bit of stash, which I'm working on something a little bit special for the for the night. Yeah, also we could also arrange something for like if you do really well something we might open up a special league for fans next next year we will consider yeah we'll, we'll also consider because there's a bit of dead wood in our league consider some entries yeah yes it's not a bad shout uh, I think that's the, a great shout the winner of the league this year gets to kick out someone of their league next year in in the draft party uh, oh wow and whoever you've got want. so fantasy rugby draft has sent me the five best team names with egg in their name so mm-hmm. we've got Sheffield Egg in Nears, Rugby League, uh, RFC League. Okay. We've got the. Is that, egg- do you think they're a bunch of engineers? I think they are engineers rather than egg in ears. Uh, I like it. I like it. Make things with eggs. Is that what they do? We've got the extremists. Mm-hmm. We've got nice. Israel Deg. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. <laughs> We've got Los Eguares. <laughs> yes. Love that. And. Probably my favourite. I think Los Aguares and Israel Degg are better, but my favourite is Boiled Egg Squats. It's a gen- <laughs> genuine team name. So get involved. You will not regret it. It's a, it's well, a hell of a game. But your family will. Your family will regret it massively. Because they'll never see you. No, you'll be neglecting your kids and all sorts. And if you but don't know it. what Boiled Egg Squat is all about, this is why you need to hit that little subscribe button in our feed and make sure you hear every episode because it was a vintage one a few weeks back with the Bro Science and for, well, in fact, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to tell you. If you don't know what it is, go back and listen. <laughs> find out. Find out what boiled egg squats is all about. It will change your life. Cool. Yes. Right. So, gents, next week. What? Oh, have we got a quiz? We've got a little quiz before we get into next week's fixtures. Yeah. Oh, come well, on, Phil. Uh, Phil, what time's our our our, our table booked on this Wednesday? Uh, I think we've missed it. To be honest. Damn it. We'll we'll have to do it tomorrow, which is Thursday. Yes, we'll do it on Thursday. Um. All right. Then. Well, with that pressure off. Yeah, no fire, pressure. Fire away. Um, okay, so what we've got is a higher or lower quiz. Just before you start, gents, I appreciate your commitment because bearing in mind you're, you've had a busy working day today, you would have been looking forward to that uh, meal. Oh, like you'd so not put, believe. Putting it off till Thursday, I, I really appreciate the effort <laughs> you're going, the lengths you're going to there. We are, we are nothing if not committed. Well done. Sorry, higher or lower? So it's a higher or lower quiz, but there are also extra questions available. Oh, wow. Uh, sorry, extra points available. So hopefully you'll you'll quickly get the gist of it. So first one, so this is your base level for higher, higher or lower, is the height in inches of the tallest ever international fullback. Got no idea. And, wow. And so that that is your starting point, and there's an extra point available if you can tell me his name. Okay, so tallest ever f- inter- international fullback. International fullback, yeah. So height in inches. So get the height in inches in your mind. Okay. So and ca- for for the bonus point, can either of you tell me his name? I'm gonna say about. Okay. S- oh, I don't know. Is that right? I'm gonna go with. Um. Six twelves. Oh no! Don't 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 tell me the height yet, because you're going to oh, be okay. higher or lower with the height. Uh, so get okay. that, fix that in your mind. I would say Nadolo is probably the tallest. Okay, and Tim. Who, I'm you... going to say Tim Stimson. I can tell you, you're both incorrect on that. Tim but... Stimson. 
but you've got you've got the height to, to bear in mind. Now, okay. tell me higher or lower the points scored by the top try scorer in last season's Avicii Premiership. The top, say again. The points scored mm. by the top try scorer in last season's Avicii Premiership. So it's higher. So is that higher or lower than the height in inches of the tallest ever international fullback? I apologise, Phil. Can you just repeat it again one more time? I'm still trying to work out the inches. I've got it now. So, right. You've got your inches. Yes, the top. So the the points scored by the top try scorer in last season's Avicii Premiership. For example, if he scored four tries, he would be on 20 points. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. And there is also okay. a, there is also a bonus point available for who that try scorer was. I okay. Oh, I can't. I don't, I, so Tim, uh, do, I, do, you, do you want my answer? So, JB, have you got an answer for who the top try scorer was? Uh, uh, don't don't tell me who it is, but have you got an answer? N- yeah, I'm gonna guess someone. Okay. I do. So JB, do you want to guess? I'm gonna say it is uh, Rocco. Tim. Thomas Waldrum. Correct. Oh, God, I knew that. I knew that as well. Correct, Tim. What an idiot. Now, the points he got from those tries, are they higher or lower than the height in inches of the tallest ever international fullback? I'm guessing lower, just. I'm going to go higher. Okay. Tim, can you give me your workings? Uh, well, I've I've guessed six foot five is the tallest international fullback, which would be 77 inches. And I've guessed 13 tries for Thomas Waldrum, which is 75 points. Okay. 70. Yeah, I think it's higher. Uh, and I can tell you that Tim is correct. Uh. It's Mike Pike, Canadian international. Canadian international, yeah. And you, who's uh. six foot seven. Whoa, 79 inches. Yeah, 79 inches. Um, and Thomas Wardrum scored 13 tries, so 65 points. Ah, okay. So next, next 70, uh, oh, 65 points. Yeah, sorry. I said, I said 13 tries, 75. So, but anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, I got the point. Yeah, I said, so yeah, fine. Two, one to Tim. Okay. So, My bra- brain's not working very well this Wednesday night. It's because it's halfway through the week. Yeah. <laughs> Higher or lower than 65, the points scored in the New Zealand-Italy game in this year's Autumn Internationals. Higher or lower than 65? Oh, higher. Tim? Um, so the points in Italy are... Points scored in the New Zealand-Italy game. Are higher than... Than yes. 65. Yes. L- I've, I'll go lower. I thought it was something like 47-11 or something like that. I so I'll go slightly... I'll go lower. 60s, but... I can tell you it was 10 points to Italy... 68 points to oh, New Zealand. Rubbish. Yes! Get a point back. One point to JB. So 78. 78. Okay, there are two points available for this. So the most European club competition caps for a player. So this is Heineken and Euro Champions Cup caps. So okay. appearances for a player. First of all, who is that player? And second, how many? is it higher or lower than 78? Okay, so it's Paul O'Connell. Uh, Tim, have you got an answer? Um, I was th- I was assuming it was a Munsterman. Um, do I think Paul O'Connell? Uh, can, he can... had. Did he not have a year out? 
you can Do go you know Paul what? O'Connell if you want, seeing as JB said it. Yeah. Yeah, Paul O'Connell. Damn it. Uh, you're both incorrect. Ah, interesting. Was it, Ant- was it Anthony Foley? It wasn't. It was Ronan O'Gara. Oh, at ah. the present. But is, has he got more or fewer than 78 appearances? Ooh, let's think about this. You are, I would T- say. Ten years into competition. I'm going to say fewer. Both saying fewer? Yeah. Well, excellent. And I, I love the fact our grammar's on point, JB. <laughs> exactly. Both saying fewer, not less. So, yeah, discrete rather than continuous data set, therefore it is fewer. <laughs> um, you're both incorrect. It was No way! It was 110 in appearances. Amazing. That, that wow. is astonishing. That shocked me just how many it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's a tough, tough nut, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's building a hell of a reputation for himself as well as a coach. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, anyway, go on. Next, sorry, it's currently 2 1 to Tim. Next question Julian Surveyor's listed weight on his All Blacks profile in kilograms. Right, higher. Julian Surveyor, can I say that? Am I, is that, you, that? Higher than that? 110. Higher than 110 or lower than 110? Uh, higher, and I'll give you the exact one. I think I reckon he's 114. Okay, Tim? So do I just try and go different to JB? My gut feeling would have been that he's he's over 110, 112. Um, yeah, I'm going to say higher as well. I could just... I could just. You should let me go first a couple of times, JB. Cause I could, I, I could. Just, I could. Uh, okay, so you're both going higher? Yeah. I would have said higher, yeah. Both... Incorrect. Oh, his All Blacks doing... profile is listed as 108. Nonsense. <laughs> I'm sure. Away pre- myself. I'm pretty sure he's been above that at times. Okay, last two questions. Okay. Higher or lower than 108? The number of appearances Richie McCaw has made as All Blacks captain. Ooh, that's interesting. Higher. Oh, sorry. Do you want to go first? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at that, are you, JB? Not really. Well, you, I know that he's had. It was just. It was almost 150 caps. He's had. It was like 100. Oh, I don't know. It was. It was a massive number, anyway. And I think he. He had a massive number of those. I'm going to say higher as well. Higher than 108. Yeah. Ju yeah. saying higher. Yep. You're both correct. Amazing. Yeah. 110. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? And he also he also uh, won ninety seven international matches as captain. Oh, wow! <laughs> Just unbelievable. There's going to be a there's going to be a podcast or some virtual reality thing, whatever people are doing fifty years from now, and they're going to be bringing up in a quiz some guy that they don't remember called Richie McCaw and just looking back at his profile and just thinking, what a guy! Who yeah. is this guy? Exactly. Yeah. And last one. T- Phil? Last one. So it's currently 3-2 to Tim. So uh, I'd let me go first, JB. Okay. Yeah. And there are two points available for this, so Jay could theoretically win it. Uh, I want, higher or lower than 110, the number of metres made by the best performing player in England, Australia. That's the player who made the most metres. And the extra point is available if you can tell me who that player is. So I want you both to get the Get the players in your head first. Sorry, what's mm. the question? Just remind me. The... The, so, higher or lower than 110? Yeah. The meters made by the best performing player in the England Australia game this weekend just gone. Right, so. Um, and for the extra point, who is the player? So, okay. Um, 
him. 100 and, 110. The player yeah. is Jonathan Joseph. Okay. Uh, JB, do you want to I, I was going to go Jonathan Joseph as well. Well, you can't, um, you can't win if you go Jonathan Joseph. I, I'm, I'm aware of this. Uh, he can if he says different... Um, you can't win. You can draw if you so, believe it's Jonathan Joseph. Uh, I'll do. go with Falau. I can tell you Jonathan Joseph is incorrect. Falau is correct. Yes! Oh, wow. Back from the dead. Three all. And is it higher or lower than 110? 110. Lower. He's a fullback. He's got a lot of space to run into. Just Give say him. higher. I've said lower. Let's let's go. Let's put it all out there, Jay. Higher. We have a winner. Uh-oh. Four points to three. Tim Cocker takes oh! it. It was lower. Yeah. What <laughs> was it? 97. Is he, is he fell out? Didn't have a great game and still... Still, still made 97. Turns turn some stats in, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm, sure does. Yeah. Right, so boys, um, prediction time. Okay. Yes. Big weekend European matches. This is this is huge. This is the double headers, isn't it? Home it away. is, yeah. So Northampton Leinster at the Gardens on Friday night. Hmm. I'm doing the return fixture at the RDS actually. Are you? Oh, that'd be a good. Yeah, one how too. how do the other half live? This um, fixture, we seem to get this every single year. Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah. It's we've had some very good battles over the years as well. Uh, no, most notably the. Was it 2012 final where Northampton, oh, yeah. Northampton were 20 points up at half-time and then a couple of Jonathan yes. Sexton tries, turn it around. Um, I, I don't think Northampton are playing particularly well. No, I don't either. Leinster win for me. Yeah. Yeah, I go for a Leinster win. I'm really interested, actually. I, I, I should have kept an eye on their, their teams, but everyone's been talking about McGrath, um and furlong the Irish props coming through, but I, I drew your attention to a, a Leinster prop in the under twenties World Cup. Porter is 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 an absolute monster. I, I, I keep meaning to check whether he's been he's been getting any oh, game time. Mm. But uh, I, yeah, he is just an absolute ridiculous specimen. So, um, but no, they they're gonna win. They're one, gonna win. One to watch. Friday then. night, this one, yeah. Friday night, early game. Ulster Claremont. Go on, Phil. Ooh. Oh. Ulster at Tasty. Home, but Claremont, I mean, Claremont completely annihilated Exeter in their own backyard. They did. They really, really did. Um, positive for Ulster, McCloskey's back. Try scoring on his return against mm-hmm. uh, against Cardiff this weekend in a what was a very good Ulster performance. Uh, my, my head is telling me Claremont, but my heart says Ulster. Ulster will do it. Cool. Um, Rassing, yeah, I'd go. I'd go go with Claremont. Racing, <laughs> Racing, Glasgow. Uh, in Paris. Yep. Racing. Racing. Uh, in in Scotstown, it'd be a different story. Yes. But... Such a tough pull. Here's this. a good one for you. Munster at home against Leicester, who feel to me like they're coming in some real form. Munster. <sighs> Munster narrowly lost to Glasgow, didn't they? They had a, a drop goal to win it in the last second this weekend. Just oh, right, gone. I was going to say, they absolutely battered them in Europe. This weekend, right. just, just gone. Yeah. Um, and Munster have shown some real form uh, recently. So, uh, Munster? Give me Munster at home. Tim? Yeah, 
Monster at home. Hear me now, believe me, Leicester. Uh, believe me, Leicester. Believe me later. <laughs> I love that as a catchphrase. Yeah. That's Hear me now, believe Hear me, me Leicester. Believe me, Leicester. That's uh, that's that's what's going to happen. I don't need to elaborate on this. Oh no, this is going to be a bad, bad day in the office. Saracens sale. Oh, at Saracens, and with the temptation to rest players, I'd I, I suspect. Uh, f- yeah, Saracens. Don't need no, to talk this... anymore about that. Yeah, we don't need to talk any more about that. Talking of things we don't need to talk about, Zebra Toulouse. <laughs> next. Uh, um, next. Montpellier cast. If anyone knows anything about how these two will play each other, I'd be amazed. Anyone know? Uh, Montpellier are doing very well. Very pragmatic game. Cool. Um, now, interesting one here, and one I might even go to. Wasps versus Connacht at Wasps. Ah, that is interesting. Um, give me Wasps. But it would be a good good game to watch. I do. Look at their injury list. I mean, their unavailabilities on their injury list. Uh, Connor can play a bit. Wasps at home. Wasps at home. Yeah. Gop- yeah. Gop- yeah. Gopeth pulling the strings. Okay. Toulon Scarlets. <laughs> uh, oh, at Toulon. At Toulon. Toulon. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Exeter Bordeaux. This will be interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be an Exeter at home. Game. They are. They're, they're, I don't know. It's really they've really used this international window well, haven't they? Just to yeah, they kind of press the reset button, stop and hit reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. They're rolling into form. Uh, Bordeaux won't be easy, but I can see Exeter doing this. Yeah, Give me Bordeaux not great away. I mean, they got they got pumping by uh, Toulon today. Or did they? Yeah. Excellent. Well, this weekend anyway. Was uh, it today? Yeah, it's, when, it's Wednesday today, so no, not today. Oh, it's Wednesday. Sorry, no, on Sunday. <laughs> on Sunday, they got <laughs> they got a pumping by uh, by Toulon. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the, the funniest podcast that we used to do? Were the prediction podcast when we would predict <laughs> the weekend's results on the Sunday just gone? Yeah, very very. Uh, so we had no idea of team news. We had no idea of anything. <laughs> <laughs> People listen weirdly. Um, I know that is effectively what we're doing now. <laughs> I mean, sorry, no, it's Wednesday right now. Yeah, it's Wednesday now. It's Wednesday now, so we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've been able to look ahead a bit more and assess what's going to be coming. Far more informed. Yeah. All right, well, that's that's it. Why don't you take us home then, Tim? Oh, hold on. You mean there's no... Ch- you, you don't want to talk about the Challenge Cup there, JB? Uh, oh, there is some fixtures. Oh, no. Oh, Do you know what? Uh, no. I use the Ultimate, no. I use the ultimate uh, um, Rugby app. And I've turned off the um, the conversations I'm more interested in, so I don't actually have access to the Challenge Cup fixtures. So don't worry about it. Uh, I've just had a quick flick. The best fixture will be uh, Edinburgh Stade Francais or Cardiff Blues Bath. Might be quite interesting. Uh, yeah, no, NSI are at home again. Let's see if they can turn Breve over. NSI three out of three from home. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only one I'm interested in. Is it is is NSI and um, Harlequins play Saracens. But uh, Timmy Sora Saracens in uh, Romania. Yes, good. That'd be a nice. Good. Oh, uh, just just to let you know, um, just keep an eye out. Um, I'll be working at the Munster Leicester game. Oh, excellent. So um, I've, I've been to Limerick before. Have you have you boys been there at all? No. Never, never. No. no. Apparently the crack will be great though. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, really. I've heard that, so it's really hoping. good for uh, whatever it is. But yeah, 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 it should be, it should be good fun. I, I'd love to go to a Connacht game sooner rather than later. That apparently yeah. is going to be awesome to go to. Yeah, I'd be up for that. And uh, quite easy to fly out from Manchester Airport. 
But let's let let's get to let's get to Romania first before we get get ahead of ourselves. Definitely. We still have. I still have. I want, I want, I've been to Ravenhill. And Phil hasn't. I feel I bad about that. I am. I'm looking into it. Where? Ravenhill. Where? Uh, Kingspan. King, the Kingspan. Ah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic that the Kingspan, the game of the Kingspan, was frozen off a few weeks ago? <laughs> I do wonder, like when when you can play in NSI in minus eighteen. Why any game is ever frozen? Ever, yeah. And why is a frozen pitch so much more? Da- I, I go, I go mental uh, um, about this. Why is a frozen pitch so much more dangerous than a sunbaked pitch? Uh, it's when it when it properly, your studs just don't go into it at all. But same like when, when it's, it's stood, been baked, but in then the it, sun. it goes a bit like dusty, and you still get your studs into it a little bit. I'm not sure. About I've, that. I've walked on pitches, frozen pitches that are like ice rinks. Really, yeah, I understand really if, if, you, if you're slipping, but like we had to call off a game the other day because of frost. What has become of us? Yeah, frost. Frost. There's not been a this year. There's not been a, a frost deep enough to, to warrant calling it for game. Oh. Uh, I, I went. I went up to where was it? It was somewhere in the borders. They they moved the game. It was it was Edinburgh, and then they moved it to somewhere in the borders because uh, to, to somewhere that had a four G pitch. Because uh, Sale Sharks played there a few years ago when my brother was playing there, and it was in the European Challenge Cup or whatever that competition was called back yeah. then. Park um, Shield. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite that far back, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was minus twelve or something along those lines, and the players came off, and the the hair had frozen where sweat had got in their hair. Oh, imagine. their hair had ice on it. Imagine. And they were worried about hypothermia with 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 a lot of the players. There so, was um... a League Two. I say League Two, like a, a level two rugby league match called off uh, like two years ago. It was South Wales Scorpions, I think, and they <laughs> because they were they had medical medical concerns about the wingers getting hypothermia. <laughs> I'm sure it's South Wales. It's I, like... I've been there. I've had it. A... Well, to go go look, go looking for work. Don't be so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been called on a pitch not once. We, uh, we had a game not so long ago against Preston, um, as we had the Broughton Park Twos, and uh, our, our winger uh, basically started crying, and uh, we couldn't get like he was so cold he was uh, he's like sh- shivering away. And he's one he's, he's like you he's one of these guys with, like two percent body fat, um, and as we were putting like this wet um, this wet Under Armour oh like oh like like like. Like over him, I saw a solitary tear roll down his cheek. <laughs> no way! It's tough, mate. It's very tough. Yeah, poor old, poor old sports weasel. So uh, you wouldn't know what it's like walking around with less than ten percent body fat. No, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm always nice and toasty. <laughs> on... Oh, sorry. Uh, hello. I'm really What's up? Oh uh, well, Tim. Tim's prematurely gone. So I guess I'll wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So you've been listening to the midweek domestic version of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Thank you for listening. Try and find us on uh, on iTunes. Subscribe, do all that nice stuff. And also find us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. Leave, leave a review. Visit the sponsors, do all those good things. Um, most importantly, let the boys play. We will be seeing you next Sunday. Goodbye, GB. Goodbye, Philip. Goodbye, Tim, if you can hear this. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.